0: hello and welcome to another catch-up episode on the tabernacle series before we start going into the actual offerings that god commanded and having a look at the symbols the gold and the silver and what they mean and it's important to look at what they mean so we can see when we come to the actual building and how things are put together what the ingredients symbolize to us and how that should have an effect on our life just want to take one more look at the patterns and the plans of God because in Exodus chapter 25 verse 9 God speaks to Moses and he says according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the patterns of all the instruments thereof even so shalt thou make it and this is something that is important enough to God that he repeats it time and time again. Exodus 25.40 And look that thou make them after their pattern which was shown thee in the mount. Exodus 26.30 And thou shalt rear up the tabernacle according to the fashion thereof which was showed thee in the mount. Exodus twenty-seven eight, Hollow with boards shall thou make it as it was showed thee in the mount so shall they make it. And we also know that Paul was aware of this when he spoke in in Hebrews chapter 9. In verse 23, he talks about that the it was necessary that the pattern of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with much better sacrifices than these. So talking of the tabernacle, he's saying the tabernacle is made after, it's a pattern on the things in heaven, but there's a reality of what's in heaven. And God showed Moses the reality of what's in heaven and asked him to make the tabernacle according to the pattern that he saw. God is perfect. His ways and his designs are perfect. And time and time again, Moses is told, make it according to the pattern. And that's very important for us to understand. The plans of God, the patterns of God, God always works according to the pattern. Then he shows his pattern to his children, and they follow the plan, the pattern that he sets out. Now, this doesn't mean that everything ends up identical but that everything ends up after the pattern. And this way of working is shown from the beginning of Scripture all the way through to the end of Scripture. So let's have a brief look at the beginning of Scripture, which is Genesis chapter 1. And in verse 28, well, let's read uh, from a little earlier than that. Verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And so there's a commandment there given by God to man to have dominion over the earth, and to subdue it, to bring it into order. The question then follows, what's the order that God calls us to bring the earth into? And that's made in chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life, also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So God made a pattern of a garden with trees, with fruit, and he gave a commandment. God put man into the garden to keep it, to dress it, and to subdue the earth. What does that mean? To tame the earth, to bring it into order. And what was the order they were to bring it into? Not something from their own imagination, but to develop the theme, the pattern that had been set before them in the garden we find this pattern in the building of the tabernacle and in the building of the temples. So there are four temples or tabernacles and temples recorded in the Bible. There's the tabernacle that Moses built that we're studying. There's the the temple that Solomon built, which is recorded the first temple. There's the temple that's recorded in Ezekiel. And then there's the second temple that Jesus came to. And it's important for us to realize that the dimensions, if you actually look at the dimensions of each of those buildings, they're all different. The tabernacle is made of cloth and wood. The temple is made of stone. Each one is different, but each one's according to the same pattern. There's the same pattern of the outer court, the holy place and the most holy place. And this is important for us to realize that each person, you're your own person with a different calling, a different ministry, a different face, but every one of us is made after a pattern. And our highest pattern is Jesus Christ, just as each one of those temples, that tabernacle was made after the pattern in the heavens, and that heavenly reality is the highest pattern. So we see we have patterns to follow and we can see paul pointing the philippians to the pattern of his life and saying well let's turn there philippians chapter 4 finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And so Paul called on the Philippians to look at what he was doing and to see the example that he was setting to them and to say, walk after the examples that I'm showing you walk after my pattern and he said this again in Corinthians he said be ye followers of me as I am follower uh, even as I am also of Christ James is another one who talks about the importance of looking to the patterns that God has given us to the examples that God has given us and trying to follow in their footsteps and we can find that in James chapter 5 and verse 10 take my brethren the prophets who have spoken in the name of the lord for an example of suffering affliction and of patience behold we count them happy which endure ye have heard of the patience of job and have seen the end of the lord that the lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy so interesting with job all that he went through and the conclusion of james's God is very pitiful and of tender mercy. It might not have felt that way. It certainly didn't feel that way to Job as he was going through the trial, but that was the conclusion at the end. However, we're called to be patient like Job was patient. We're called to be faithful like Paul and James were faithful. We're called to follow them as they follow Christ. And we're called to look along the examples of our brothers and sisters that we see around us and to say, what example do we have of them where we can follow Christ as they are reflecting it? Examples of the pattern. But we have to be careful, because if we pattern ourselves after the men, then we will pattern ourselves after both the good things and the bad things that the men did. We need to pattern ourselves after Jesus Christ and have discernment and have understanding to see where is Jesus Christ being displayed through these men. Where is Jesus Christ not being displayed through these men. Because if we follow where he's not being displayed. We don't have the right goal in mind. Our prayer should be make my life more like Jesus. And let me see the example of Jesus in those around me. And let me have discernment to see whether someone who follows Jesus he's going to have moments of the flesh. He's going to have moments of weakness. Let me not follow those moments of weakness. So another thing about God's plans is while God's plans are perfect, they're not easy to understand in the natural. And as we go through this tabernacle study, and as we've been going through it, you'll see many different examples, many different drawings of how the tabernacle would look, of the roof that the tabernacle had, of the garments that the priest had. If God's word were nice and clear and easy to understand, there wouldn't be that confusion of what exactly was built in the desert. Now, every single one of those is justifiable and is made after the pattern of the scriptures but that pattern that god gave was turned into a reality and the wonderful thing is god gave understanding to the people who needed it god gave spiritual revelation god gave wisdom to understand the instructions of god and we find this in exodus 31 1 to 6 and the lord spake unto moses saying see i have called by name Bezaliel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given with him... Aholiab, the son of Ahisamak, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted have I put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. And so a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of understanding, and the ability to do the work was put into the hearts and the hands of these people that God mentions by name. Ordained, to take the plans and to turn them into a reality, ordained to understand what Moses said and to do it exactly the way God wanted it to be done. So there's a part for everyone. Those ordained to give could give. Moses was ordained to carry the plans down and he had a great revelation given. But for those that were ordained to build, they could understand the revelation of God, what Moses was telling them, exactly what Moses wanted, and to build that. So everyone had a gift according to their predestinated place in the plan of God. And they didn't need to cross over their callings. The men who gave gold didn't need to go up into the mountains. Moses didn't need to build, and the builders didn't need to go collecting the wood. Each person had their role. Each person had their place. Each person had their calling to work the plan of God. And we also have a part in God's plan. And that's most clearly seen in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 14 to 18. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased to him. So we all have a part to play in the plan of God. We're all part of the body that God is building, and each one of us has a role in the body of God. And we need to pray and seek the Lord to see what's the role that God has for us. There's no need for us to go further than that role and try and do things outside what God has given us. There's no need for us to wonder about what somebody else is doing or should be doing. We only need to find our gift. We need to find our calling and live in that. Not to go further than what God has given us and not doing less than what we are given to do if we could do that how healthy would we be and how healthy would the body of god be but we all seem to want to do something else or be something else it's a distraction from the devil but god has ordained us each member to do something according to his pattern so exodus 36 describes the work starting and then wrought bezaliel and Aholiab, and every wise hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary according to all that the Lord had commanded. And Moses called Bezaleel and Aholiab, and every wise hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even every one whose heart stirred him up to come to the work to do it. And This is so interesting. One of the most important things about the tabernacle, while it was the plan of God, while it was a reflection of a heavenly reality that Moses saw, while the revelation and the instructions were given to Moses, it was made by these men. And these men had the gift of wisdom from God in order to work the way they did, but they were still men important for us the work of God is on earth is done through the actions of men all the offerings were provided by men all the plans were written down by men all the work was done by men and even when God came to do the greatest work of all the work of redemption he came as a man Christ becoming man and this is encouraging to us it means that no matter how Small or humble, we feel we have a role to play in God's plans. He could do everything by himself, but He decided, I'm not going to do everything by myself. I am going to include you. You have a role to play, and I'm not going to do it without you. His plan for today will not succeed without us performing it, without us willingly giving our time and our work, without us willingly giving offerings to God there'll be no completion of the plans of God. So in summary, God has a plan. God has a pattern. It's carried out by men. And in this day, God has a plan and a pattern. And that plan and pattern are in Jesus Christ. And the work to get there is carried out by us under the inspiration and guidance of the Holy Spirit, setting us in the right position, the position in the body that we belong in, taking what we need, giving what we need, letting the spirit flow through us that we're all fitly joined together to Christ who's the head and whatever we are, liver, the kidneys, the lungs, maybe a part of the tongue, maybe a part of the toenails, who knows? But every part has a reason for being there and if that part isn't healthy and isn't fulfilling its reason, things won't get completed and the whole body suffers. So I urge you, brothers and sisters listening to this, find out what your part in the body of God is and fulfill it.